All right. Whew. It's been a crazy week already. The Art oh and Span Show. It's it's been bananas. Yeah. You are finally back from <laughs> your illness and laryngitis, whatever the hell you had. It was laryngitis, man. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't want to sneeze everybody's voices off because you can transmit laryngitis over the air. So one big nasty sneeze no, but, and no but, one else has a functioning voice in the building. The listeners can't get it. You said over the air. I can't make that promise. When they <laughs> when they come here to pick up a prize, they totally could have got. Now we're talking about with the microphone. No, we're talking about had they been in the building you while I was know. a festering festering ball of laryngitical nonsense. Yeah, yeah, they could have they could have had their behind sneezed off the air too. Yeah, so uh, we're uploading all of the interviews from NotFest Day, and uh, this is going to be one of the NotFest interviews. But we also yep. did interviews with uh, Allison Chains and Under Oath. Yes. Those are gonna we're just gonna drop them all at once and give them to you. Um, yes. I handled all of the NotFest stuff because Span. I mean, he still kind of sounds like death, but not as bad. <laughs> but this was on the twelfth when NotFest was, so two days ago. Um, but yes, so we're going to give you that interview now, and it's brought to you by our friends at Charlotte Shoe Repair. We have a sponsor, Charlotte Shoe Repair. Yeah, Thank you. we have our yes. first. I feel like we're big kids now. Like we've kind of made it to, we're in like the little leagues, but we get to play with not with the T bat, but with the metal bat. Oh, the metal bat makes the ping sound. So shout out to Charlotte Shoe and Leather Repair. Yes, please. Thank you so much, man. Yes, in Charlotte, they do shoe repair, leather repair. You could shop online too, and it is quality professional craftsmanship that you could get nowhere else. Uh, They will actually let you ship in your old boots too, and they'll fix them. Really? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And they have like some special machine that like measures your foot and tells you like what inserts you might need, which which I did because I basically have duck feet. Yeah. So they also do uh, dyeing of the shoes. They'll dye your shoes for you. Do they really? Yeah, they do everything. Their uh, mission is to provide outstanding value. Sir, or here, let me say it like a outstanding value service and of course comfort. I just wanted to say it like that. You totally sound like a like medieval. I like, do declare knight, the medieval knight <laughs> who loses halfway through the movie and dies. Yeah, I definitely need to take my uh, shoes there. I've got some boots that need to be fixed at Charlotte Shoe Repair. But if you are thinking, hey, how could I support the podcast? Go check out Charlotte Shoe Repair. They are the first sponsor of the show, and uh, a big shout out to the whole crew there that have decided to give us a chance. They just they gave us a chance. We appreciate it. All right, enough of that. On to the interview. You and your low self-esteem tears. It never ends. I cry on my leather boots, and it gives them cracks, and then Charlotte Shoe Repair repairs those cracks. Oh, man. Yep. Circular marketing, <laughs> baby. So today, uh, enjoy this interview with Rob from Volbeat, also from Anthrax. He was actually uh, part of the Big Four when they did the Big Four show. Yes, he was. He was a part of that. He has history in Anthrax. He also, uh, come to find out through some research, produced my favorite credo filth album ever which is thornography uh we talked about that and so much more are you really just gonna tell him about the I, whole interview yeah enough of it i uh, get to it right now we're gonna play this for you rob from volbeat on the art and span show we are live backstage for not fest with rob from volbeat what's going on man how are you uh, i'm good good it's uh it's hot we were just talking about how hot it was and you seem to think it's not hot why I don't think it's hot at all it's it, what i mean just compared to <laughs> we you know, we played Phoenix the other night, and it was like 115 on stage. So, Ugh. like, li- literally, we almost died. <laughs> Do you get fans or any? Like, you have, like, a fan, kind of, or an AC unit? That no, we put- didn't have any fans. And if even if we did, it would just be hot air. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it was, it was just gross. There's been a few shows on this tour that have been... Uh, 
brutal like that, that one being the worst. So 90 <laughs> in uh, Detroit area isn't bad at all. No. It's tolerable. It doesn't even feel like 90 yet. <laughs> no? God, no. am I dying? Really? <laughs> I stay inside a lot, though, wow. so I guess okay. I can I can understand. So, new album just came out. Uh, rewind, replay, re- uh, rebound. It's so hard to get in order. Yeah. Uh, it, let's talk about it. It seems like such a fun record to make. You guys yep. had a whole bunch of tracks. What was it, 17 or 19 tracks altogether? Um, probably had even more than that when we when we were, you know, messing around with ideas in the, in the rehearsal room. But, uh yeah, I don't know how many ended up on the I record. Think there's, I think there's 17, <laughs> and then there's a couple demo tracks that are included in the bonus content, like on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like it was just such a fun record to put together. It seems like you can hear it from front to back, just the, the level of production, and it's got that big Volbeat sound, but it just seems like it was a fun record. Would, would you say, like, as yeah, far as putting it together? Definitely, definitely. I mean, a lot of, a lot of work went into it, a lot of time went into it, you know, as far as, like... Um, you know, like I said, we, we were in a rehearsal room for, for months and months trying to figure out what, what worked, what didn't work, like, the, uh, you know, figuring out the arrangements. And right. Just throwing different ideas around. It took a while. You know, songs, there's a few songs that just constantly kept changing. And um, What songs in particular, if you're... Uh, when We Were Kids was one of them. Okay. That changed, I, I mean, I don't know how many times. Uh, the song called Rewind the Exit also changed a, a bunch of times. Um. But yeah, I mean that's that's kind of that's the process, you know. You just work on it until it, until it feels right, and then you know it's ready to go. So yeah. by the time we went into the studio, we were pretty pretty well prepared. We had a pretty good handle on what we wanted and and what what it was going to be in the end. So and you've got some big production credits. I, and correct me if I'm wrong, because Wikipedia is either right or wrong. But I was looking at your production credits. Mm-hmm. Were you a part of Thornography for Cradle Filth? Yeah, I produced that record. That to me is my favorite, and uh, people love that record. There's something about I think you know Temptation was one of their biggest songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much fun was that putting together? <laughs> I mean, that just seems you've got to have a Danny Filth story. Oh my God! I have, <laughs> I have a million Danny Filth stories. Where do I begin? I love Danny Filth. He's a really, really good dude. I mean, he's one of my favorite people ever. And, yeah. And, you know, working with that band was uh, quite the experience. You know, I did three albums for them. Um, uh, I came in on it was a Damnation in a Day, but uh-huh. they were kind of finished with that record by the time I got there. We just kind of mixed it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what to say about them. They're just amazing yeah and, and uh also difficult too at the time mm-hmm. it not that they were difficult it was just a difficult process right um and i and, you know i love them for that yeah <laughs> now now you obviously with having experience with big you know huge metal acts like mm-hmm. Cradle of filth and now being on tour with with uh, slipknot and and behemoth uh what has the tour been like so far i mean it's it's something that volbeat is used to doing these big arena tours um but any any crazy stories to share so far uh being halfway through nothing crazy at all it's no. been it's been <laughs> super mellow like the backstage area is super mellow it's kind of it's a dry tour so no one's drinking or, or really? partying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that's kind of like, um, that's just what's been going on. Yeah. You know? uh, Do you like that? I mean, uh, when you it's w- fine. I you know yeah. for me, I haven't I haven't been drinking at all the past couple of years. So yeah, it's totally fine. But it's just I'm just talking about the overall vibe. Right. You know, it's it's definitely way more mellow than than you would expect. Right. C- you know, just considering the bands that are on. the Well, bill. yeah, you think like that. There's trash cans being thrown twenty four seven, and like yeah, people yeah, are yeah. screaming, and you yeah. know, it's r- super quiet back here. Yeah, by the super, way. super <laughs> quiet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just been, it's been cool. I mean, the the really great thing about that is that it's it, it's all about the music. Yeah. You know, and I feel like everyone's on top of their game on on this run, and all the bands are 
killing it. I mean, we're trying, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, and you think about it too. I mean, you've had your experience on the big runs. Uh, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but you had you were a part of the big four tour, yep. or at least the stop. That is something that goes down in the metal, you know, Bible as big events. I mean, when you think mm-hmm. of yeah. th- those four bands, and obviously you being involved with Anthrax, what was that experience like? It was big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. I mean, I I don't know what to say about that. It, you know, we did a bunch of shows. We did. Um, a lot of Eastern European stuff. The first show, I think, was... Uh, the first show was actually Poland. Oh, okay. And Behemoth, funny enough, was actually the first oh, band wow. on that bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how many was that in front of? Oh, God. There must have been... I don't even know. 80,000? <laughs> I don't I don't even know, honestly. I don't remember it. But it was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. What is that experience like? I mean, it, there are very few bands on planet Earth that can say that they performed in front of 80,000 people. I mean, you know, you guys as Volbeat have, have played smaller shows like the Machine Shop and actually, you know, gr- going up, you play the big venues. But it seems like there's a big difference even between DTE, which is a 15,000-seater for tonight, and 80,000 people. It's just like a wave of people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely played in front of a lot of people over the years, um, a lot of big shows. That Big Four tour obviously was was huge every single night. Yeah. Um, with Volbeat, actually, we headlined this this festival in uh, on the border of Poland and Germany, and there was uh, 500,000 people oh there. Oh, my God. Which was I totally imagine. insane. Yeah. That was totally insane. What do you, I've always wanted to know, like, in a small venue, you could kind of pinpoint people and see who's singing. When there's that many, you're obviously focusing on playing the music, but do you still see faces? I feel like it would just be a wall. I mean, I see faces to, to a certain point, um, and then it just becomes yeah. just a, a world of energy. Yeah. Me, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, that was, that was crazy, because it wasn't just people in front of the stage, like, as far as you can see. It yeah. was, like, that also but to the side to the left and to the right that's nuts oh there's people behind too well mm, i'm trying to remember not really it was just more more about like the front and the the two sides yeah but literally as far as you can see like crazy totally crazy now with the new record obviously it has that volbeat rockabilly sound uh with being a guitarist what is your absolute favorite riff to play either live on the tour or on the album or if it's the same riff riff? yeah 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 i know there's so many uh wow i don't know actually there's a new song on 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 the uh on the new album called leviathan and Mm -hmm. uh that riff is a lot of fun to play uh we've been playing it a couple times yeah played it a few times you know um live so far probably about four or five times and it, it's a lot of fun to play yeah uh there's an old song called mirror and the ripper that i love that's a lot of, a lot of fun to play as well yeah i mean they're all fun yeah they really are uh it, there was uh there was some talk of obviously opening up for slipknot is is not an easy task when you when you think of the band you know even from 99 up until now they're super active they're super out there in your face uh has it been a challenge opening up for them i mean when you think of bands to open up for they're pretty hard to beat uh what is what has that experience been like i know that you talked about you know the backstage life has been calm and quiet uh but what about opening up for them it's been it's been great i mean you know, obviously, this is more of a metal tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, Volbeat fits in in a in a in a weird but cool way. I think uh, where we're not really a metal band per se, mm-hmm. we're a rock and roll band with metal influences, right? And punk influences, or you know, whatever. There's a lot of different influences in, in our sound, but um, I think because of that, p- 
people are really having fun when, when we're up there. And even even if you know a lot of people are skeptical or or whatever, you know, by the end of the show, they're all, they're all everyone's yeah. hands are in the air screaming. Yeah. So it, you know, we feel we feel really good. And we feel like we're we're doing our doing our job. You know, on this tour, we don't have our full production. Like mm-hmm. like we you know when we when we play Europe, it's it's absolute chaos. Right, like our stage is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's it the, our set is not um, it's a bit of a different vibe mm-hmm. obviously from from when we're we're actually headlining. So, but yeah, no, it's it's going over great, I think. Yeah. Last question, in your opinion, obviously from uh, being in a band that's from overseas, the attention and and you know audience participation you get, what is the biggest difference between a U.S. show and an overseas show? Uh are you talking about from the crowd? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's. It's different. One thing I'll say about European fans, though, they're they're really, uh, really loyal. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like big picture, long term kind of kind of stuff. They're just really loyal. If they, if they if they uh, decide they like you, they they like you for life. I That's think. awesome. <laughs> Which is, I think, a really beautiful thing. Yeah. In America, there's so many there's so many bands, and it's such a it almost seems like there's such a high turnover rate. Yeah. With with music and and bands these days, um, it's it's hard for. Uh, for people's attention to, to stay focused right but yeah awesome thank you so much for your you time it, man. man i appreciate it if you get the chance to see him on tour uh obviously a part of the not fest tour and then i'm sure you guys have plenty of big plans for the rest of 2019 and 2020 we're backstage at dte uh with q106